This is Ben Flanagan with AL.com and Aspect Radio, and it's once again time to share with you my favorite movie music of the year. 2015 had a lot of really, really good music from some of our greatest living composers, including legends like John Williams and even Ennio Morricone. I still haven't seen every movie, but I've sampled pretty much all that I can of those that I have yet to see. Still, I went with scores and songs from films I did catch up with, especially since the context in which the music is used is so important and is why it worked for me. My biggest surprise in movie music this year is that so few scores with a full orchestra made my list. You'll hear lots of electronically powered work from some remarkable modern artists. But that said, there is no movie music of the year list without some full orchestra, and from the very best at it. That's where we'll start, with the great Ennio Morricone's new work on Quentin Tarantino's western The Hateful Eight, the composer's first in the genre in about 40 years. He combined unused material from John Carpenter's The Thing with a new, wholly original theme that really sets this film apart in Tarantino's own storied filmography. Instead of the big, sweeping stuff we typically identify with Morricone's work, he goes for something a bit smaller and weirder, something fit for a horror comedy, which many will argue The Hateful Eight is. I love the entire score, including the wonderful and creepy overture, but here I'll go with the music heard during the opening credits called La Ultima Diligenza di Red Rock. I want to stay on Morricone for a minute. Not for the Hateful Eight, but for some music he so clearly inspired. First in the underrated sci-fi adventure Chappie, scored by arguably the best working composer, Hans Zimmer, who never fails to experiment and delight, blending a classical touch with heavy electronic pulses, including this track called We Own the Sky. Next, you'll hear Ludwig Göransson's outstanding work on Ryan Coogler's Creed, the popular track Lord Knows Fighting Stronger, which features the film's wonderful theme, clearly inspired by Bill Conti's work in the Rocky series. But once again, you'll hear flourishes that could only draw from Morricone.
Let's stick with Creed for one moment. One of the film's greatest strengths is the title character's relationship with a young, talented musician with a hearing impairment, here played by Tessa Thompson. The actress lent her talents to the soundtrack, creating a trio of very cool, unconventional hip-hop tracks that help give the film its own clear identity, separate from the series that spawned it. This track is called Grip. What about another underrated film, this time Michael Mann's computer hacker thriller Black Hat, whose score has a troubled backstory involving a couple of composers, but some great work really shined through, including the talented Atticus Ross's theme, Movements. Let's stick around in this electronic haze for a minute, but get a little softer and dreamier thanks to Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow's work on Alex Garland's popular sci-fi chamber play, Ex Machina, one of the most discussed movies of 2015. They write a gorgeously soft and mysterious theme for the character Ava, an android programmed to interact with the film's protagonist. The music describes something we know is beautiful, but we're not quite sure of what to make of it. Harry Gregson Williams does a splendid job on Ridley Scott's space survival adventure, The Martian, often supplying resourceful music for an equally resourceful character, capitalizing on the musical theme here in the track, Making Water.
A pair of scores I think might go overlooked by many are found in both of Noah Baumbach's films, Mistress America and While We're Young, the latter of which features throwback electronic beats from James Murphy, best highlighted on this track called We Used to Dance. Baumbach straddles the line of light and dark so often, so we'll let him work as a transition into the slightly darker numbers I loved this year, staying in the electronic realm with Disaster Piece's main title track on the instant cult horror hit, It Follows. don't quite feel a sense of dread yet, composer Johan Johansson will be more than obliged to help you tense up, as he did in this terrifying track called The Beast, heard prior to maybe the most intense sequence of 2015, the prisoner transport across the Mexican-American border in Sicario. Johansson's blend of electronic soundscapes and orchestra serves as a perfect transition into a more classical approach to film scoring from 2015. Why not start with Howard Shore's elegant and focused piano-driven theme for Thomas McCarthy's Spotlight, a score that, like the film, does not call a lot of attention to itself but hammers the sobering message home and works brilliantly. Another underappreciated film with one of the best overall soundtracks of the year is David O. Russell's Joy, which seamlessly combines pop music in a lovely collaboration between composers West Dylan Thordson and David Campbell to tell a lively story of one woman's path to the American dream. If John Williams scores a movie in a given year, he will wind up on my list of favorite movie music, especially if that's a Star Wars movie. 
Williams even took a break from his ongoing collaboration with Steven Spielberg to score The Force Awakens, delivering some of his best work yet. Let's hear a bit of my favorite track called The Jedi Steps in one of the film's most satisfying and magical moments. Brooklyn, one of my favorite films of 2015, features a gorgeous score from Canadian composer Michael Brook. I'll let the film's director, John Crowley, explain the thought that went into finding the right sound for the score, heard here in a Fresh Air interview on NPR last year. I didn't want the score to have a particularly strong Irish identity. When you point a camera at small town Ireland, you, you, you oftentimes it's accompanied by a tin whistle or an illan pipe and a sort of plaintive, you know, Irish score. And I didn't want that. And I wanted it to have a more emotionally direct quality. And that would take us straight to the heart of Ailish. One of the film's best, most heartbreaking scenes, we see a character perform a traditional Irish song. Once again, John Crowley. Yeah, there's a scene on Christmas Day where we have an Irish singer who's singing in what's called the Shannosa style, which is a, a very old style of traditional singing. And he's singing in Irish a traditional song, that we would do that and do it exactly right, and that that would not in any way be softened or, or have the edge taken off, so that it, it, it would, um, you would go, you know, 110% down that road when you need to. This scene that you're referring to on Christmas Day is, is, a, very, mm. is a very good scene. Saoirse volunteers at basically a soup kitchen at the suggestion of the priest who sponsored her trip uh, to, uh, to, to, to Brooklyn. And the priest says, these are the men who built the bridges and the tunnels and the highways. And they're clearly kind of down and out now because they're eating at a soup kitchen. And one of them gets up and sings solo. And it's a beautiful song, and everybody nearly has tears in their eyes. You could tell that that song is bringing back so many memories for everybody, and that even though they wanted to leave or needed to leave home for whatever reason, that part of their heart is still in Ireland. Who is doing the singing? He's a singer called Irla O'Leonard, who's one of the great, great Irish singers, and he's with a band called The Gloaming. For those of your listeners who follow contemporary traditional Irish music, they might hear of them. This it's a sort of um, it's like an Irish traditional supergroup, as it were. And he grew up in West Cork, in amongst the family in Coolay, which is the Gaeltacht area, the Irish-speaking area of West Cork, and steeped in that tradition of Shannos singing. But equally, he's got one foot in the contemporary music world. So he was he was for years a member of a band called the Afro Celt Sound System. Um, but the gloaming is a more is a different kind of project. Mm-hmm. 
Let's stick with songs for a minute and jump right back into some films we've heard and some we haven't. I'll first go back to Joy, in which actor Edgar Ramirez plays an aspiring lounge singer. Early in the film, we catch him practicing this soothing Spanish language track in his basement apartment. Es palo, es piedra, es el fin del camino. Es un resto de leña, solitaria y perdida. Es trocito de vidrio, es la vida, es el sol. Es la noche, es la muerte, es un lazo, un arpón. Es un árbol del campo, un nudo de madera, caenga. Candela, Matita, Pereira Es flauta de caña, la luz en caída Un misterio profundo es un quiera y no quiera Es un viento soplando el fin Another singer who once again gets his due is Roy Orbison who closes out Quentin Tarantino's bloody western The Hateful Eight with a track from his 1967 MGM musical The Fastest Guitar Alive a surprisingly poignant track that ties a nice and much needed bow on the film Listen, all you people, try and understand. You may be a soldier, woman, child, or man, but there won't be many coming home. No, there won't be many coming home. Oh, there won't be many, maybe ten. Let's jump ahead a few decades and back to Neil Blomkamp's sci-fi action flick Chappie, which introduced South African hip-hop duo D'Antwoord as actors and performers featuring a handful of their songs, including their mid-2000s hit Enter the Ninja, which closes out the film on a positive note. I'm a ninja, yo, my life is like a video game, my main thing when I'm in the zone, one player, one life in the mark, I'm with a dog. Go ninja, go! No f***ing the down, I'm cutting down anyone I'm apart, trying to f*** up my game with razor sharp, political throw stars, get on my flow, so I'm hostile, wild, out of control, ninjas go f***ing off, dow, rough rounds, with tough times, red course, scrow, till I hit triple seven at the ATM, straight famine of feast, when you're living on the razor edge, stay sharp, sharp, rolling with the S-O-S, high energy, you never seen Zeph so fresh, on, when we mark, check hard, death flows flex, yo, we are the 
Staying in the realm of hip-hop, the coming-of-age crime comedy Dope has a terrific soundtrack full of hip-hop legends and fun 90s rap tracks from people like Public Enemy, A Tribe Called Quest, Digital Underground, Diggable Planets, and Onyx. Plus original music from the band made up of the movie's self-proclaimed geeky characters called Oreo. Two tracks that stuck out for me came during the fantastic sequence in which a drug deal goes horribly wrong at a nightclub. First, when the protagonist Malcolm and his underage pals sneak into that nightclub and party, we hear this song called Poppin' Off from Montgomery, Alabama's own hip-hop and dubstep group, Watch the Duck. Later, when things go wrong, we hear the Santa Gold track, Go, which also features Yeah Yeah Yeah's frontwoman, Karen Oak. Before we wrap it up, a quick word on Woody Allen. Not many saw or even liked his drama Irrational Man. I saw it and I liked it. I also liked that for his standard jazz soundtrack, he strayed into slightly new territory, incorporating more of a bop sound, frequently using this Ramsey Lewis trio number, The In Crowd. Okay, time to wrap it up. I'll close with my two favorite tracks of 2015. First, with a track called The Skylab Plan from composer Daniel Pemberton's vibrant score for Danny Boyle's Steve Jobs. It plays beautifully during the film's second act as Michael Fassbender's Steve Jobs explains to his right-hand woman, Joanna Hoffman, his ulterior motives behind launching a new product. The story, performances, and the film all come alive.
and now my favorite piece of movie music from 2015. After all that, nothing made me really feel something like what I heard in Michael Giacchino's score for Pixar's Inside Out. Sure, you might call his emotionally charged orchestral scoring highly manipulative, but I'll admit that it's something that I seek from film music as long as it totally serves the story, and I'm not sure that there's another composer out there more in tune with his filmmakers and his characters than Giacchino, who gives us my favorite film theme of the year and perhaps his best work to date, especially during the opening track of the film called Bundle of Joy. And that does it for me. What a wonderful year of movie music. I am sad to close the book, but so excited on what 2016 brings us from these and other composers. For Aspect Radio and AL.com, this has been Flanagan. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 